This is Diapers and Disciples, episode 50. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a mom. I'm Amber O'Hearn, and today we are starting a series on Humanae Vitae. And back by popular demand, my guest today <laughs> is my husband, the Cameron O'Hearn. expert of Humanae <laughs> This is the unedited version, the uncut, raw interview. That's Hopefully right. we don't have to edit anything, right? That's right, because today is... How long has it been since I've been on a podcast? I think episode... 30 so where have you been 20 this <laughs> where have you been, been recording a podcast somewhere yep i'm glad you're back kids miss you <laughs> <laughs> last time i was on i don't think the podcast was this popular so i'm really nervous <laughs> don't be nervous okay you've got your the coconut as we call it My coconut lacroix got mm-hmm. it i'm ready to go Great. Ask me the toughest question first. Well, here's the thing. I just wanted to give a little preface because it is Sunday night and this episode will release Monday morning. Tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. um, today uh, was kind of a special day and this was just providence. Um, so seven new saints were canonized today. And among those was Pope Paul VI, which I didn't even know he was going to be canonized today until like three days ago. Yeah, and I didn't know until Twitter told me. (laughs) That's cool, though. So uh, this series has been totally inspired by the Holy Spirit because, I mean, not that I don't pray. Why did you uh, (laughs) decide to do the series? Yeah, right. So not that I don't like pray about the other topics or... Uh, take time to think and consider those, but Humana Vitae was not on my radar at all. I didn't plan on doing a series on it. And then um, maybe a couple, a month or two ago, um, I received like five, four or five emails in the same week with all related to Humana Vitae. And it started with um, a listener who wrote in and said, I'd love to hear a topic on Humana Vitae. And um, followed by that, um, someone from the Hildebrand Project reached out to me and said, can we send you a free book on Humana Vitae? (laughs) And then um, I was in contact with... uh, physician's assistant who's going to be doing some um, training at the Pope Paul VI Institute and just a series of people that I was connected to um, within the course of a week. And it just felt like, okay, the Holy Spirit wants this to happen. Mm -hmm. So this will be the next series. Yeah, that's awesome. Canonizing a saint and then starting a series and you didn't even plan it. I know. Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. That's cool. And I admit, I I haven't even read it before Mm -hmm. i've definitely heard a lot about it and know the like bullet points but i haven't even read it so i'm yeah i'm coming in fresh and cold 
But you you uh, just read it, right? Yes. Recently? So I haven't read it. I didn't. I hadn't read it until last week. So now is I, it long? No, it's not. It's not too long at all. Okay. You could do it in probably. It's. It's, like two prayer sessions. It's like paragraphs, like right? That's how it's broken down. Well, it's actually not in that book. Oh, it's not. No. Oh, yeah, okay. it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's not in that one. But anyways, the you can get it on online, a PDF copy. Or... I was reading Dietrich the whole time when I was reading this. <laughs> Dietrich. Von Dietrich sounded like yeah. Pope so the that. <laughs> Diet. So you can actually get Humanavitae online i'll link to it in the show notes cameron recommended the ewtn version because it's just easier to oh yeah the vatican website yeah sometimes it's a little hard to it just looks it's not very appealing yeah so ewtn just lays it out yeah so what what we're gonna do is we're actually gonna read through as cameron mentioned he hasn't read through any of this i'm going to just read a few parts of different sections that I thought would be nice for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Maybe a family and life update in the process. Cool. That sounds <laughs> good. See where it goes. Yeah. Okay. Let me get my notes out here. Here. Crumple them so people know you're getting them out. <laughs> okay. So, right out the gate. Oh, as I mentioned, this is an encyclical from Pope Paul VI. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the very first paragraph. When was this written? 1968, July. Okay. The day before our anniversary, July 25th. After Vatican II? Yes. And was it in response to the um, sexual revolution? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it mentions that in this first paragraph. Um, cool. Yeah, so I'll get to that in just a second. Yeah. So it starts out... The most serious duty of transmitting human life, for which married persons are the free and responsible collaborators of God the Creator. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Free and Co- collaborators. Co collaborators. Yeah, in, in bringing about human life. Has always been a source of great joy to them even if sometimes accompanied by not a few difficulties and by distress. <laughs> Isn't that perfect? Yeah. <laughs> That's just, yeah. Yeah, that makes me think of the responsibility of bringing a life into the world. Mm-hmm. And on one hand, how serious and, uh, like, serious that makes sex between husband and wife Mm -hmm. and people who are unmarried who are just messing around but also how spectacular that is (laughs) that we're like you know co-collaborators in um bringing human life so not just bodybuilding together Mm -hmm. but a soul god says you know i approve and Every everybody has a soul. Yeah. So that's which, that's cool. Which is why it needs to be in marriage, why it should be in marriage, because it's such a significant Yeah, it's the beginning of an eternal destiny yeah. of a little kid. Yeah. And so you don't want that kid to start off with a mom and a dad not in the picture mm-hmm. or or a dad who's just unknown, mm-hmm. you know. Um or just yeah, broken 
broken family. Mm -hmm. A child deserves to have both of their parents around. Mm -hmm. It's it's a right they have. Yeah. And I I do want to be sensitive because I know like people who are listening right now are in all places. And I know that there are single moms that are listening. I know um, that there are moms that aren't married that are listening. But um, I think what we just wanted to say in that is like we're talking about like the heaviness and the significance of Oh, the gift, like... And gift, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, like, we try to think back to when we weren't married. Mm-hmm. And to think that there was never... Or at that point, there wasn't a Lucy or a Peter. Mm-hmm. And that eternal soul had not been created yet. And that now, being married and creating an eternal soul, uh, co-collaborating or co-creating, whatever you want to say... Like, that's so cool that yeah. we, we helped do that. <laughs> and now we have that responsibility towards them. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. That's cool. And then do you want to talk about all the woes we have? <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't sure. I mean, we're only in the first paragraph. <laughs> Does he the talk first about woes later? Of, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> the first section of the first paragraph. But yeah, that's kind of like the summary. So <laughs> we'll get into oh, the I woes. Oh, I yeah. see. I see. I think it's kind of like the summary. I mean, I thought... That makes sense. Man, when I read that, I was like, yeah. Tattoo that on me now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. So then he goes on to say, um, at all times, the fulfillment of this duty has posed grave problems to the conscience of married persons. But with the recent evolution of society, changes have taken place that give rise to new questions, which the church could not ignore having to do with a matter which so closely touches upon the life and happiness of men. So um, what he's talking about, which Cameron alluded to, is, um, you know, the sexual revolution of the 60s. And so I was doing a little research about what was happening during this time. So during the 60s, uh, oral oral contraception was put on the market. Uh, IUDs were developed and emergency contraception was first introduced, which means um, if you have sex, you can take a pill that has, what's the correct term, like abortifacient effects. Mm -hmm. So those were all coming about in the 60s. Hmm. Um, And so that's kind of the time frame. So the church saw itself, it it was... um... It saw itself as uh, um, obligated. It's not the right word, but mm-hmm. impelled, think... compelled to speak into it from the moral perspective. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And he, he, I, I. What I've also heard is he's pretty prophetic in this encyclical. Mm. He says if you do this, this will happen, and we've seen that come about in mm. the past few decades. Yeah. Yes. Um, so he says this new state of things gives rise to new questions. Um, and he talks about how the conditions of just how, how, you know, life has changed, um, for the world and for families and for married couples, um, you know, in recent years. So I'm, I'm reading from paragraph eight now where he says, conjugal love reveals its true nature and nobility 
when it is considered in its supreme origin, God, who is love, the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Marriage is not, then, the effect of chance or the product of evolution of unconscious natural forces. It is the wise institution (laughs) of the Creator to realize in mankind his design of love. By means of of the reciprocal personal gift of self, proper and exclusive to them, husband and wife tend toward the communion of their beings in view of mutual personal perfection Hmm. to collaborate with God in the generation and education of new lives. Yes, it's not just helpful. Like, yeah, we can talk about all the arguments why, you know, marriage is helpful for society that one man and one woman raising children is beneficial. It's not just beneficial. It's divinely ordained. Yes. For... So that the the world sees God as love, a love relationship, and that we can be sanctified Mm. and our kids can be sanctified. Yes. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And then right after that, he says, for baptized baptized persons, moreover, marriage invests the dignity of a sacramental sign of grace um, in as much as it represents the union of Christ and of the church. So... I've been thinking a lot lately about giving 100% in marriage. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that to you a lot. I think now is a good time to bring it up. Yeah. Because, oh man. Like, remember when uh, Lucy, our, our eldest, I, you know she's our eldest. I'm telling the, <laughs> the crowd that's listening. Uh, she, uh, so we had her home from the hospital and she would wake up several times in the night, mm-hmm. like maybe seven times in the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wouldn't just be like nurse her and go back to bed because she had acid reflux. Uh, we'd have to, you know, well, f- the first thing is like someone's screaming at you and you don't know like who's screaming or why. And <laughs> you're not used to a little person in your bed screaming at you. Mm-hmm. So you, you wake up disoriented. It's like, oh, the baby's screaming. Is my wife going to do anything? No, she's just lying. <laughs> okay, I'll pick her up. And let me let me preface this by saying most of the time Amber was up with Lucy. I'm, I'm just... Anyways, uh, so, you, you know, grab Lucy, sit on this... Oh, speaking of, one of our babies is crying. Yeah. You get on the exercise ball and you just start bouncing. Um, and that helped, you know, her get comfortable and fall back asleep. So then you're in this predicament because... If you're holding her, she'll fall asleep. And if you put her down, she'll wake up. Right. But when you're holding her, you can't. You just have to sit on this ball and you can't stay there all night. So right. there was this like. Oh, do you want to talk yeah. to her? Here. Here. Okay. Do you want to keep talking? We'll just pause. Or you can keep talking. So then you're in this predicament because, you know, you're bouncing on this ball with Lucy and she's asleep. And the frustrating thing is she'd like fall asleep right away. So you'd be on this ball and she'd fall asleep. Like, oh, can you just do this all night? <laughs> yeah. But you're tired because it's 2.30 in the morning and this is the third time you've been woken up. And mm-hmm. so then, you know, you try to set her down. And usually it's, you'd get her down in the in the bassinet or wherever she was sleeping. You'd crawl into bed and then our bed would make a squeaking noise. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lucy would wake up. Right. And then at that moment, it's like, 
I I literally like okay, you know, romance is gone. I don't all I care about now is sleep. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the the honeymoon phase is over and Amber right now if she doesn't get up, like she's my worst enemy. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't you see that I was just up with Lucy bouncing mm-hmm. her and putting her down. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I was thinking about that because that kind of you've heard it say said like give and take. Like, oh, you know, love is like give and take. Relationships, there's a little give and a little take. It's like, that's like the 50-50, 50-50. Like, let's meet in the middle. Like, I'll do my part, you do your part. We will get by. Mm-hmm. But like, so the sacrament of marriage means two become one. Right. You die to yourself. My image is I'm on the cross, like Christ laying down my life for you and your image is you're submitting to my authority (laughs) whatever that means and so there's these extreme images of complete self-gift to the other Mm -hmm. so i thought like okay what would 100 percent, 100 percent look like like not 50 percent, 50 percent. we like get by because that's like roommates that's like okay you do the dishes on monday tuesday wednesday (laughs) i'll do them the other days or it's like when you were in a class project and like everyone would do their part and you'd get a good grade mm-hmm. that's not what marriage is right. marriage is you both give a hundred percent yeah so the great thing about that is even if like you're giving 51 percent and i'm giving 50 percent, we enjoy that overlap because mm-hmm. we're both like giving we're not just getting by we're both like sacrificing right and the the great moments is when we're both like or at least like maybe I'm just like, I do not want to get up right now. And you've done it like three times in a row. And when you come back to bed and you're not like grumbling at me, it's mm-hmm. you're like, you're like, you know, talking sweetly to Lucy to put her to sleep. And then you're not holding a grudge and I'm not holding a grudge. And we're not like mm-hmm. giving and taking. We're not expecting. <laughs> oh man, this is taped so that uh we can sit in our living room and record this so sorry about that (laughs) but yeah it's not it's a paradigm shift it's not i'll do my part so because you'll do your part like okay i mean now it's our kids sleep in the the other room and when they're up at night it's like i'm thinking to myself okay i'll go this time Mm -hmm. and then next time amber will go and that's the that's the wrong mentality and i think the um the way we are an image of God's love is when we're doing that 100% for mm-hmm. each other. Like, remember when... This is going to sound really like... I'm... Okay. <laughs> I, I'm i terrible at this. I, and I, I probably do this 5% of the time. But I'm just saying, remember that time when I was so cool and we're at the store... And we're buying onesies. And I was giving yes. 100%. Yes. Did I do a good job? I gave like 80%. I'd I did say, pretty. I'd say it was 100%. 100%? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay, here's what happened. Like, oh, there's this great deal on onesies. So we go to the store to get 10 onesies for $20. No, no. 20, 20 onesies, onesies for $10. $10. 50 cents a piece, yeah. basically. Why, so, are we, why are we getting onesies? I don't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, I didn't, I didn't know you hadn't told your audience. Oh, yeah. We're pregnant Hi. with a child. 
Because of Humana Vitae. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back. Yep. Um, we're due in April 13th, which is Amber's birthday, actually. Right. And uh, we're it's excited. our it's our favorite month to have babies because <laughs> Lucy and Peter both of their birthdays are in April as well. So, um, anyway, so there's this great deal on onesies. Yeah. So we went to go find <laughs> a ton of onesies. So I'm in this aisle with Lucy and Peter, and this uh, this line like snakes around the store down like three different aisles mm-hmm. around in circles because there's so many people checking out with onesies here. <laughs> So I'm in the aisle with Lucy and Peter, and the aisle is littered with toys. So I had to say, no, we're not getting that. Put that down. Okay, you can hold that, but for 15 seconds, and then we have to put it down. And we're going up through this aisle. And I was in this aisle for 30 minutes. We snaked around. And then Amber comes and says, I think we should leave. Why were you so... Because I... Okay, here's... This I, is a long story. This is turning out to be... Maybe I'll edit this part out. We'll see. But anyways, so the deal was they said on their ad onesies... We and, won't say who said. We don't want to badmouth any businesses. But you know who you are, okay? They we said, should have them sponsor this episode. They said on their ad onesies and bodysuits. So I was picking up things that had, like, pants... That were, like, attached. So it was, like, a bodysuit, but it had, you know, the snaps at the bottom. And so I brought a few items to the front just to make sure I was doing it right, basically, before I went through everything. And virtually, like, nothing I had picked out. (laughs) I had picked out, like, seven items so far. And they're like, no, actually, none of these really count as onesies or bodysuits. So there were all these specific things. Like it had to say a certain thing on the tag. So it was a mega bummer. Yeah, it had to have flaps. It had to have snaps. It was just... So you came up and you're like, I think we should leave. I'm like, why? And you said, because I can't find any. I was like, why can't you find any? He's like, well, they, they're they actually really like nitpicky with what counts. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, so does nothing count that you find? She's like, no. I like, okay, do you want to leave? And she said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we left. And then we got to the... Um, got outside of the door to the curb and, and we're like, huh, maybe I'll check. Well, because they had these bins that said onesies <laughs> oh, yeah. on the bins. And I was like, oh, maybe I should just get all the onesies from the bins. And you're like, do you mind if I go back in? Yeah. So you went back in mm-hmm. and you're gone for maybe 15 minutes? Yep. 10, 10, 15 minutes? So then I bring the kids in to look for you and you're like stacking your arms with more onesies. <laughs> so then like, okay. And then we picked out our top 15, top 20. Mm-hmm. And then here here was the point of decision. You said, do you want to get back in line? <laughs> like, should we get these? Right. And I, I could tell you really wanted to. And I knew if we didn't, like, it would be something you regretted. Mm-hmm. And there was this little tinkling in my mind. It was like 100%. the 100% thing we've been talking about because... <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, here's what it's all coming back to, because what are we in this for? Mm-hmm. Because, like, if if all I'm in this for is to, like, have a comfortable, nice life, mm-hmm. like, just have my nice toys around me and a comfortable house and just get by and not try to, like, avoid suffering or conflict, that's lame. Mm-hmm. And th- the point is, you're never going to have a 50-50 relationship. You're never going to get to the end of your life and... Say, oh, we've changed an equal amount of diapers. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, what are, what are we what are we going for here? The point is to to become a saint. Mm-hmm. And I think you've shared that Alphonsus the Gory quote. I could I could say it go. again. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you can um, paraphrase. Yeah, I'll paraphrase. He says that you know a lot of people say they want to be saints, but they say they want to be a saint after a manner of their own choosing, mm-hmm. not not what's right in front of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, if I only like got more sleep or if I only like had a better job or had a little bit more money, like just yeah. 10,000 more a year or whatever. Yeah. The people that become saints are the ones that say yes to what's right in front of them. Right. To what God 100% has 100% yes. Yeah. Big old yes to mm-hmm. what's in front of them. So I'm not saying as a heroic decision. I even grumbled a little bit. I was like, gosh, this is... I was thinking like, why is she making me do this? It's so frustrating. <laughs> like, Why'd she make me get out of the lion in the first place? But, so I'm not saying I gave a wholehearted yes, but I, it, it was just decisions like that that mm-hmm. are so helpful for a marriage. Mm. So we got back in line and I was back where I started, like at the beginning of this toy aisle. Nope, can't, can't hold that, put that back. And I'm thinking like, there's so many germs here. They're gonna, everyone's gonna get sick. And, but we got them. We did. Mm-hmm. Long story short, we're still married and we got those onesies. Good stuff. Yeah. So 100%, 100%. We say that to each other every once in a while. Like if if it's the middle of the night oh, and I hear Cameron like so hard. getting up to go check on the kids, I'm like 100%. And then I grumble. I'm like, oh, don't talk to me right now. <laughs> Marriage we, is hard. We each say a prayer when the other, when, when you hear the kids crying, Lord, help my spouse to take up their cross and follow you (laughs) that reminds me this is a quick story but it this reminds me of just like the paradigm shift and how much how much like joy there is in being a saint Mm. uh so there's one night um we were all staying in the same room and uh excuse me uh lucy was I think we just had Lucy at the time. So she was still getting up a lot in the night. She was in a separate bed, but she would wake up. We'd have to go over there, like pick her up, like rock her a little bit, set her down, rub her back, (laughs) that kind of stuff. And then like give her water. So it was like you had to wake up and do this multiple times in the night. So one night we said, are you ready to party? (laughs) Remember? (laughs) And you said, you said, what do you mean? I said, at 2 a.m., the party's going to be awesome. It's going to be off the hook. <laughs> Lucy's going to scream, and we're going to go over there, both of us, and we're just going to have a great time. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, we're going to go over there. We're going to, like, dance. We're going to just yeah. party with our daughter. Right. Oh, man, this party's going to be crazy. We're going to have one at 2 a.m., another at 3.30, 5.30. Right. Yeah, we're just going to party. So then, you know, Lucy would get up, I'm like, and then one of us would lean over and say, you ready to party? (laughs) (laughs) Get up out of bed and go be with Lucy. And if you remember those, that like one, it was like two nights we did that for Mm -hmm. just that, that paradigm shift. And it was like living like a saint. It was like, Mm -hmm. if you treat God's will like that, like whatever's Mm -hmm. before you is like, oh, that's the party. And if I just put my yes into this, like, it's actually going to be great. And we cause ourselves so much suffering by trying to slip out of yeah, like conflict. resisting, yeah, resisting conflict mm-hmm. and suffering. And a, I mean, 
a lot of the problems is solved is when we just say, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I will do that. That's right. Yeah. And it's really hard. Yes. <laughs> but it's so good. I love that you told that story. I forgot about the party. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to party? That's awesome. Oh, yeah, man. Like but yeah, I mean, I'll reiterate, like, that was a couple nights of how many nights we've been, we've had screaming kids. So it's not like we do that every night. It's hard. Um, but it's just little moments, you know, not giving 100%, but maybe giving 70%. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a little more of a yes and a little more little less grumbling Mm -hmm. is what we've been trying to work on yeah 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 i love that and um this is from the end of paragraph nine and it kind of goes into that um he's talking about how uh this love is you know it's not exhausted by the communion between husband and wife but it is destined to continue raising up new lives Mm. (laughs) and he says Marriage and conjugal love are by their nature ordained toward the begetting and educating of children. Children are really the supreme gift of marriage and contribute very substantially to the welfare of their parents. Hmm. That made me laugh a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Welfare. After I read that, I thought to myself, Mm. debatable. (laughs) Hey, Paul, do you have any kids? You know what you're talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But when you think of the welfare of your soul, like giving you opportunities to grow in sanctity and... Yeah. I'm such a better man now Mm -hmm. than I was before I got married. And I hope to be that with a thousand more yeses, Mm -hmm. you know, in 10 years. Um, That's really good. It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so then in paragraph 10, he continues, Conjugal love requires in husband and wife an awareness of their mission of responsible parenthood, which today is rightly much insisted upon and which also must be exactly understood. Consequently, it is to be considered under different aspects which are legitimate and connected with one another. And then he goes on to talk about um the biological processes physical economic psychological social conditions basically he's saying and then he ends by saying responsible parenthood also and above all implies a more profound relationship to the objective moral order established by god of which a right conscience is the faithful interpreter so he's saying basically you need to know what you're getting <laughs> what you're getting into. Um, mm. Oh yeah, I mean a lot of people, I mean myself included. There's a little bit of a rose-colored glasses going into marriage, mm-hmm. which like you shouldn't just focus on the struggles of marriage when you're you know preparing or mm-hmm. discerning um, with someone. But on the other hand, like a lot of people think like, oh, just get my kids around me and, you know, we'll get our house. And as if life is just about comfortability again, about just getting the things around you that you think will make you happy. Um, And they do make you happy, but only as roads to happiness, Mm -hmm. like only as means to happiness that you're not going to get a lot of kids in your nice house and a nice job and then 
just be content. Mm -hmm. Those things are going to require a lot of time and attention and suffering from you. So yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of rose colored glasses stuff like before marriage, you got to be serious about it. Mm -hmm. And then the paragraphs that follow, I don't think we're going to go into all these and I'll have, um, a few other guests on after this in future weeks we'll, where we'll cover different things. But he talks about um, some of the concerns uh, that have come up recently with um, uh, like contraception, sterilization, um, hmm. and the church's uh, response to, the, to those and the standing firm of sexual union being a total free, mm -hmm. fruitful gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so then in paragraph 20, he says, the teaching of the church on the regulation of birth, which is what this is, humana vitae, which promulgate, promulgate. <laughs> promulgates, which promulgates the divine law, will easily appear to many to be difficult or even impossible of <laughs> actuation. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, it's hard. Yeah, some people might read this or hear this without a sense of the grace behind it mm. or like um and just see the impossibility of it like right um does that mean i have to have 30 kids and whenever like you know me and my wife are in the mood that like i have to abstain um yeah i can see i can see how uh that can be seen as impossible mm -hmm. an impossibility and contraceptives as like um, a way out of that mm -hmm. and a, a proposed solution to that. Right. So then in this next paragraph, I'm glad you brought that up. In 21, he says, the honest practice of regulation of birth demands, first of all, that husband and wife acquire and possess solid convictions concerning the true values of life mm. and of the family. And that they tend towards securing perfect self-mastery. Huh. Self-mastery. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, so then he goes on to talk about, you know, I don't know if it's in this paragraph. I'm not seeing it here. But, at, you know, at some point he's talking about um, understanding a woman's cycle and how, yeah. you know, understanding a woman's cycle, how that's different from... Um, like, for example, if you have, uh, it says, grave reasons to avoid pregnancy, understanding a woman's cycle will help you know which days you can have intercourse and, you know, are less likely to become pregnant. And I think that's important because, you know, for whatever reasons there's a lot of reasons um yeah and grave reasons um he doesn't explain exactly what those are right right so that's up to um you and your spouse of course but then uh probably a spiritual director or someone yeah. wise in the faith to if if you're uncertain what that means for you right that's um, good because I know some people hear grave reasons. They think like life or death things. Mm -hmm. And that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. And some people, um, you know, for some people it's a financial thing. It's, uh, I mean, just, just to be frank, like with us, um, when we lived with your parents mm -hmm. and when I was starting my business and 
I was still studying. Like with all those things happening, it was, could you call it a grave reason? Yeah, we think uh, it probably added up to a good reason to wait. Just to avoid, yeah, at yeah. that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I'm glad you What does that grave up. mean mm-hmm. is, is, is something to, it's not very clear in the text. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's good. And I think about, um, yeah, financial, like you mentioned. Also, even just thinking about, like, uh, the emotional, like, mental psychological state of, like, where you are as well, a mother. Oh, yeah, if, you, if you're, like, uh, I don't know, struggle with postpartum depression, maybe? Yeah. Something like that, where it's, like, um, it's a serious psychological condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I love about that is uh, it's so weird how the contraceptive culture has placed contraception as a woman's liberating thing. But what it really does is, quote unquote, liberates a man's sexual drive mm-hmm. to be able to have sex whenever he wants <laughs> without consequences basically whereas viewing the woman's cycle and um submitting to her natural uh way of being fertile and infertile uh is woman honoring mm-hmm. it's submitting the man's passions and you you, you heard the word self-mastery it is a self-mastering thing <laughs> to say, I submit to what your body is doing because you are giving your whole body to me and I'm giving my whole body to you. And we're not messing around with how our bodies work mm-hmm. or, or the, the ends of our bodies, like what they're made for. I'm honoring where you're at and you're honoring where I'm at and we're making a decision together. Right. Really hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the right it, it makes sense because it's 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 um, true feminism, if you want to say that, or mm-hmm. it's true women's liberation. You mm-hmm. know, it's, you know, it's a man submitting to her um, the way she's designed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's good. Yeah. And I think um, one of the up- upcoming episodes, we're going to talk a little bit. Um, about natural family planning cool. and the different types of natural family planning. So, so listen to that. Yeah, that'll be that'll be good that we can um, cover that as well for people who aren't familiar with natural family planning and understanding a woman's cycle. If you don't know how to have all your kids in April, <laughs> like just wait, you'll you'll get all the tips <laughs> and tricks. Um. Oh gosh, what was I going to say? before you made that joke (laughs) was it another joke no is it a better joke joke. (laughs) oh what you're talking about you're talking about nfp yeah you're talking about you saying the other things you're talking no i don't think so okay it's probably not important no okay (laughs) okay we'll move on um okay oh yes so this is so good so He talks about how such discipline bestows upon family life fruits of serenity and peace and facilitates the solution of other problems. Oh, communication. That's what I was going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Because you... That's totally true. You're communicating with your spouse, especially if you're in a time when you're 
um, trying to avoid pregnancy or when you're trying to achieve pregnancy, yeah. knowing where, you know, your spouse knowing what part of your cycle you're in and, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, with natural family planning, it requires that communication. Mm. So yeah, I love that. Mm. Two other points that I really wanted to hit home because I know we're talking a lot here, but okay. So, um, at the end of paragraph 25, He's talking about how married couples, how we need to implore divine assistance by persevering in prayer and um, Mm. above all, let them draw from the source of grace and charity in the Eucharist. And if sin should still keep its hold over them, let them not be discouraged, but rather have recourse with humble perseverance to the mercy of God, which is poured forth in the sacrament of penance. Yeah, hmm. I love that. Just staying close to the sacraments, praying. Oh, I know what I wanted to bring up at this hmm. point. Your joke. <laughs> Your stats that you read to me. You know what? I, I didn't verified. see where those were verified. Okay. So I wouldn't want to bring them up if they're not verified. Okay, let's not bring them up. Yeah. We read some cool stats. They might not be true, so we'll... Wait to verify yeah. them. <laughs> Stay tuned. But praying together, even if those aren't accurate, praying together is a good mm-hmm. thing. So okay. Yeah, I I uh, do you want to go on? There's one one more awesome thing that I want to talk about. Talk well, it. there's talk so many out. awesome things in here, but I really want to talk about this because it kind of goes into a life update about us as well. Um, He says in paragraph 26, among the fruits which ripen forth from a generous effort of fidelity to the divine law, one of the most precious is that married couples themselves not infrequently feel the desire to communicate their experience to others. Thus, there comes to be included in the vast pattern of the vocation of the laity, a new and most noteworthy form of the apostolate of like to like. It is married couples themselves who become apostles and guides to other married couples. And I love that because Mm. we have thought a lot and prayed about the importance of community. The community piece is so important. Mm -hmm. Like I, I look at our marriage for the past five years and when we didn't have community, that was the hardest Mm. time. Mm -hmm. Um, like the, tra- I think the transition out to Ohio was difficult mm-hmm. because we were leaving such a strong community, mm-hmm. and then um, came kind of out in the middle of. Well, I mean, it we're by your family and it's great, but you also desire um, people in the same state of life as you, mm-hmm. who are going through similar things to talk through. Um, what did you want to underline specifically? Yeah, I just wanted to highlight that we've started meeting with a couples group um well two there was so much of an interest we just threw it out there to see if there's an interest there's so much of an interest that Mm -hmm. there's two couples groups in our area now that are meeting there's a program called teams of our lady and uh it's a monthly meeting between married couples uh without kids you get babysitters for your kids you come together for dinner and you strive to fulfill these endeavors which are basically uh, goals for your marriage over over the course of the month, like you know, weekly meetings together, sit downs, actual like meetings about like 
how are our kids doing? How's our finances? Things like that. So that's that's like one example of an endeavor, praying together, um, reading scripture together, things mm-hmm. like that. And then come together once a month, you share your highs and lows, and it's a community of young married couples mm-hmm. coming together for dinner once a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I feel like I've already seen the fruits of that. I had been meeting with I had already been meeting with the women through a Blessed Is She uh, women's group. Um, and then I started a Blessed Is He man's group. <laughs> and then we said, wait a second. <laughs> Let's do this together. There is no Blessed Is He. Yeah. Go on. Um, anyway, so I just wanted to bring that up because I, I don't want people... If people are feeling discouraged that they don't have community. Mm-hmm. Because it took us a while to... Oh, yeah. That's true. Establish friendships and community here so i just wanted to offer that as an encouragement we've only met once we've been in ohio for over a year a year and a half yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so it takes a long time even when you're actively looking for it Mm -hmm. but also we prayed for it yeah we said lord we need couples right who are our age who we can be with and there was an overwhelming response to that right yes exactly Pray yeah, and so wait and don't lose hope. Mm-hmm. And reach out to people. You see other Yeah, because the other thing is and... other couples want it too. Yeah. There's like this this funny kind of awkward tension of everyone coming over and like <laughs> you could tell that every man there like wanted friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, will you be my friend? <laughs> and like all the women knew each other and you know, every every guy there is like working during the day he comes home he's doing whatever at night and then Mm -hmm. rinse and repeat and then you don't have time for community but the first time it happens every guy there is like looking for friends so right it uh other people want it too you're not the only one right exactly yeah definitely and i think a hurdle for me which we've talked about this on the podcast before is uh for moms like inviting other moms into your Mm. home because i think there's this fear like my house is chaotic you wouldn't know anything about that (laughs) (laughs) and uh it's like kind of scary to invite someone like people into the chaos of your Mm -hmm. home and your family life but it's so good to do that and then you realize we're all in the same boat (laughs) and we all have a little chaos so it's pretty easy just I mean, how did you do it the first time? You just came I, over for tea? Yep. People came over for coffee. Bring your kids. Yeah, we... As easy as possible. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And we just... I just had a box of toys for the kids to play. And we just met. We did, like I said, a series from uh, Blessed Is She, one of their studies. And yeah, it's been great. So just pray about it and then ask people. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's great. Um, And then the conclusion, I'll just mention this, the conclusion of the encyclical, uh, Pope Paul VI calls out specifically to medical professionals and also um, fellow priests um, and their unique and important role in encouraging and supporting married couples Hmm. um great so i loved that um 
Okay, I think that's it for the intro. Great. I'm excited to learn more about Humana Vitae. Yes. Um, we're going to be doing a giveaway. So as I mentioned, um, someone from the Hildebrand Project, they sent me a little booklet, The Encyclical Humana Vitae, A Sign of Contradiction by Dietrich von Hildebrand. And it's really, uh, I mean, a short little books, book. Um, and we'd love to send this to someone that's listening, as well as a surprise. Oh, yeah, that surprise. <laughs> oh, I, this thing don't, is cool. Don't I, get your hopes up too high, but... Get them up medium height, because <laughs> this thing is pretty cool. So we just want to send you just a little something. It's a surprise. That's a surprise. So how are we doing this oh, giveaway? Oh, it will... Hold on. It will enhance your... Meal time? D- meal? Yeah. Romantic meal time. It Okay. Yep. Okay. You'll open your eyes and you'll be glad that this thing is there. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's really cool. It's, it's cool. So we want to send that to one of you that's listening. I'll probably just have this go on, the giveaway go on for the series of the Humana oh, that's a good that we're idea. doing. So yeah. four or five weeks. Um, and check on social media. Uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Diapers and Disciples. And that's where I'll post kind of So you want people to tag Diapers and Disciples and share their favorite episodes. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. So if you listen, you're a regular listener, you want to be entered in the giveaway, just share your favorite episode and tag Diapers and Disciples in the post on Facebook or Instagram at Diapers and Disciples. And if your page is set to private, you'll need to just like take a screenshot and send it to me probably so i knew that know that you yeah or just set, set it, it to public, public. Yeah. yeah if you want yeah that's it do you want any hashtags or anything probably not Too i'm just work. not very good at those yeah let's think of one right now on the spot yeah and if you guys want to add a hashtag that would be awesome then it would i'd give me some give me some ideas <laughs> <laughs> is that how hashtags work yep people just start using things the trends and- you know, it's it's what's hot. The kids are all talking about trends. Mm-hmm. I want to be trendy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, tag Diapers and Disciples. Share your favorite episode Yes. in that post. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do. And then you'll announce the winner. In Maybe weeks. like a mini-sode. Yeah, I should announce do a mini Have that'd Lucy and Peter on. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> um I would love to have you on for another episode in the future Thanks. for my Patreon people because there are so many things we didn't get to that we wanted yeah. to talk about. So, yeah, there's a lot um, of stuff. And I'm going to go ahead and do a special thank you shout out to my patrons, Ryan and Lindsay, who have been my patrons from the beginning. Thank you, guys. Thank You're you. You're awesome. And if you are interested in supporting the show on patreon and getting exclusive content where uh some of my guests will stay on with me after the episode and we just chat for a little while longer and i ask them a few extra questions and i've been putting those on the uh patreon feed and if you don't know this because this was kind of like maybe a deal break it might be a deal breaker for some people whether or not they join or not you can actually take that private rss feed for the Patreon and put it in your podcast player. So it's not like you have to go to the Patreon website. Oh, yeah. Like you'll be able to get the episodes, so the you bonus can subscribe episodes. subscribe 
through that RSS feed. Right. So okay. you'll be able to get your bonus episodes in your podcast player wherever you're listening to it. So that's kind of fun. And basically, like, just to be honest, like, Amber and I are thinking, like, okay, do we want to do this in 2019 and beyond? Mm-hmm. Like, is this something... I mean, you love it. Yeah. Like, you you get life from it. But it also takes a lot of time. And... Uh, there are some fees associated yep. with hosting we, the website. And we have uh, a lot of things we'd love to do as a couple and a family and different, like, ministries we'd want to do. But, um, like... I know there's some of you out there who could just, you'll see when you go to the Patreon page, but support at a certain amount Mm -hmm. to just ensure that we like do this Mm -hmm. for the foreseeable future. Just like, um, you know, reach thousands of moms Mm -hmm. across the world. Poland, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I mentioned that. That's so funny. In one of my other episodes. Yeah. I've uh, been getting (laughs) notifications that I've just been in the charts in these different countries. The most recent one was Jamaica. So shout out to you, Jamaica. And that's kind of fun. It's just fun to get those. And so I love seeing people around the world listening. So thank you. That's um, such an honor. And I'm so grateful that I can do this. It's awesome. I want to go to bed so that I can listen to this podcast tomorrow. All right. We should get going then. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining me. I'll have you back. I'll see you in a few months. (laughs) We do hang out. We we are around each other. Cameron works from home. I think I've mentioned that before. So I get to see him throughout the day, which is A lot fun. of times a day. Yeah. yeah. We're grateful for that. And that's why I get to podcast, really. Mm-hmm. Because I do it on Friday afternoons and Cameron takes time with the kids. So, um, yeah, I'm grateful for that. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> and thanks for listening, everyone. Um, would you close us in prayer? Sure. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for being present even here on a podcast uh, to millions, I'll say thousands of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, and thank you for Pope Paul, St. Pope Paul VI mm-hmm. and his uh, world-shaking encyclical, Humanae Vitae. Uh, we pray for all those who hear it and read it, who are in varying places in their marriages um, that they can have hope and uh, can be guided by his wisdom and uh, the wisdom of the church and ultimately be connected to you. Uh, You are the vine. Apart from you, we can do nothing. So uh, we bind everyone to you and we ask that you be the center of our marriages Mm -hmm. Uh, and help us say yes every day. Mm -hmm. 100%. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.